this uh, series that we're on right now, this um, Was Jesus a Madman or Is Jesus Messiah? This provokes a lot of thought and this provokes a lot of questions. And, and I want to start like we did last week and just look at how uh, some, uh, some people have, have, have talked about, well, I think Jesus is so-and-so. Well, some people, and I'm, so, I'm sure you've heard some of these claims, that, that some people say, well, Jesus was just a good teacher, right? He was just a good man. He was just a good teacher. Some will even say, and we're going to see this in our, in our world religions uh, section today, that some would say that, well, he was a prophet, so they're, they're ascribing worth to, to who Jesus is. And they're saying that, okay, yes, Jesus was this good teacher, and yes, he was this good man. But some would say, no, he, he was just a liar. He, and we talked last week, some would say, well, he nearly didn't even exist. It doesn't matter, and, and, and I'll go out on the limb here. I, I'll say this, it doesn't matter um, uh, who you ask. Everybody has an opinion upon who Jesus was or is. And, and we talked last week about some of the world religions, and this week we're going to look at four other world religions before we get into our text. Um, but because I think that these are, 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 are uh, important um, to help us answer this question and help us to see the, the, not only answer the question, but help us see the importance of answering the question about is Jesus, uh, or was Jesus a madman, or is Jesus Messiah? The first one, uh, and some of these, maybe a couple of them, well, at least, at least two of them I don't, maybe you've never heard of, but maybe you have. I don't know, you'll surprise me. Y'all are a smart bunch. The Baha'i faith. The Baha'i faith, they believe that Jesus, um, and it, kind of along the same lines, it's kind of like what the Jehovah's Witnesses believe, but it's a little different. Uh, the Baha'i faith believe that Jesus is a manifestation of God inferior to Muhammad or Baha'u'llah. So, so he's just a manifestation. So if he's just a manifestation, he really wasn't physically walking on earth. He, he's just a manifestation. He really isn't what he appears to be. But, but they're, they're saying, yeah, Jesus, he was something, but he's not that, something else. What about Buddhism itself? Buddhism teaches that Jesus is not God, but he's an enlightened man. So, I mean, and some were like, well, well that, what's, what's the problem? What's the problem with, with Jesus being an enlightened man? Well, if we think about it, if we just say that Jesus was an enlightened man and that, that God entered into him somehow, um, that takes away from his deity. That means that, that Jesus was not then, uh, is not eternal. And, and uh, we talked last week how uh, um, some other faiths b believe that Jesus was a created being um, and uh, was actually um, uh, connected with, uh, with, with Lucifer. And, and, and we, so we see and understand that when we just say that Jesus was just an enlightened man, we lose the impact of who Jesus said that he, he was. Now let, let's get a little bit closer. Um, this is one that... Uh, I, I don't think that people actually um, say, I believe this, in, in their, like, I'm a member of this belief, but they, with, their, with their thought processes and their concepts of who God is, they, 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 they communicate this. And this is the Unitarian Universalists. The Unitarian Universalists, and there are some churches that are within um, driving distance, very close driving distance um, to us that believe some of these same things. A Unitarian Universalist believes that, well, Jesus is a nice, sweet guy who wants to take everyone to heaven. And, and so they, they believe that, well, everyone 
goes to heaven. No matter, it doesn't matter if you do this or you don't. It doesn't even matter if you believe him to be real or not. He just came because he has birds that chirp around him and butterflies and Brad Pitt flowing hair and everybody, let's just hold hands and we're all going to heaven. If every single individual on the face of this planet who ever lived is going to be in heaven, that is not going to be heaven. All right? That it, it, so, so they believe that it doesn't matter what you do, what you say, it doesn't matter what you believe. You're going to get everybody's going to go to heaven. Everyone's a child of God. Everyone's going to go to heaven. Well, the, the problem, and, and we'll, we'll see, that is the Bible says different than that. But the problem is that that, that takes, uh, and, and it kind of it relegates God or it relegates Jesus to just a subway system, basically. Anybody can get on, anybody can get off, because we're all going to take you to the same place. It doesn't matter. No, but but it, it does matter because Jesus, as we're going to see in the, in the few um, in a few weeks, he says things like, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. He, he makes claims like that. So we, we know that that, that, that that thought, even though it's a nice thought, like, yes, we want everybody, everybody's going to go to heaven. Here's the deal. D- do I want everyone to go to heaven? Yeah. Like, even ones I can't stand, right? But do I want them to? Some of you are like, yeah, but you don't know my family. Yeah, you don't know mine, right? Oh, right. So, now, your family's blessed. I mean, at least this part. Um, but you're like, well, everybody. Well, here's the deal. I do. I want to proclaim God's truth, and I want everybody to respond to Jesus and say that, yes, he is the Messiah, so that they can go to heaven. But there has to be that, 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 that choice, that repentance of the heart that takes place. So don't, don't hear me stay, sit up here and like, well, it's, it's a um, members-only club and it's exclusive. No, the Bible says that, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So when, when he says he loved the world, he loved all of the world, but we still have to respond to him. And what happens with the, the, Unitar- the Uni- Unitarian Universalism, it's saying that you don't have to have a response to Jesus. You're going to go anyway, so you can live however the heck you want to live. God's going to just say, oh, it's all right, you can come on in. No, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Now, I'm going to get ahead of myself a little bit, but anyhow, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to this a little bit about doing the right things and wrong things and all that stuff. The fourth and, and, and final one is Islam. Uh, we might not have a, a personal interaction with, with Islam, but um, in our world, we, we hear a lot about Islam. Um, and what we have to understand is that Islam, they believe that Jesus is a prophet. So, the, so they give him prophet status, but he is a lesser prophet than their prophet Muhammad. So, I mean, and this is where you, you, if you interact, I mean, we've got um, um, Muslim friends that, that we have, have talked with, that, that if you interact with them, they will acknowledge Jesus, but they're not acknowledging Jesus to be the Son of God. They're not acknowledging Jesus even to be their, um, uh, the, 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 the highest in their religious realm or whatever. No, they're just believing, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a prophet. He's a prophet, but not the prophet. So those just four. Those are just four, and um, next week we'll have even more. I mean, whatever. Each each time we look at a um, a world religion, we don't need to look at it with the, with the, the mindset like we're trying to prove it wrong. 
what we have to do and what we should do, and if we're going to be faithful to what Christ taught us, what God taught us, is we just need to put it through the lens of what did they say about Jesus? And if we start there, if we start with what do they say about Jesus, the truth will reveal itself. I'm confident of that. We see that. I can prove that to you with, um, with, with many other world religions. So thinking about that and thinking about this question that we have posed, like who is Jesus, the most important question that you'll ever answer, by the way. I love how C.S. Lewis, I, I read this quote last week. I'm going to read it to you again. I love how C.S. Lewis helps us even get further into this mindset. C.S. Lewis says, I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him, him being Jesus. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his, his claim to be God. That is one thing that we must not say. A man who is, was merely a man and said, some of the sort of, and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg, which we would put in a straitjacket, right? Or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up as, as, or for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God, but let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Why I read that is I think that it helps capture, like, we have to come to an answer and come to a conclusion about who Jesus is. I, I, I put it in that, the, 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 uh, little, the, the fun little uh, verbiage and the, 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 the question of, was he a madman? Or is he Messiah? Because if we just start right with that, I think that that helps, will help propel us then to um, actually live the life that I, I, I'm convinced of this. And I told you this before, that I, I believe that, 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 that everyone here really wants to please God. But if we want to please God and we want to live a life that's pleasing to God, and Paul says that uh, to live in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to start with what do we think about who Jesus is? And I think that this question helps us get into um, that, that mindset. And what we can do is we can, we can listen about, well, so-and-so says this. Well, Jimmy John says this. Well, this religion says this. We, we can take all of these things, but let's do one better. What does Jesus say about himself? And that's what, that's what we're, we, we've gotten into. We got into it last week. We're going to continue on in the next six weeks um, in this. And we're looking at the, the I am statements that Jesus says in the uh, Gospel of John, where, where it's, you don't have to kind of figure it out. He says, I am, like last week, I am the bread of life. I wonder what Jesus was saying there. I am the bread of life. I mean, it, it, it's, it's clear. This week is, I am the light of the world. Jesus says these statements. We don't have to try to, you know, well, what did he really mean here? No, what we have to do is we have to accept what he says, and then we've got to respond to it. So that's what we're going to do um, today. So if you have a Bible, John chapter 8, which I, I know that you guys are probably already there because uh, Kurt read that. We're not going through all 455 verses. There, there is a reason 
we've been doing it this way is because I can't, if I went through all of that, we would be here until next chili cook-off. So, all right. Think about that question for a second. And if there is a, if there's something that, that, that is holding you back from answering that question, like a presupposition, a preconceived notion, uh, some understanding, well, somebody told me this, let's just lay everything aside and let's ask the question as we read this text. In light of what Jesus says, was he a madman or is he Messiah? Verse 12 of chapter 8 of John, it says this. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, and this is where we're, we're going to, um, this is going to be the verse that we're going to come back to probably multiple times, but I want to get through here and then we'll, we'll, we'll t- talk about what, what all is going on. So Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I, I don't believe that I need to go into great detail and, and try to explain the difference between light and dark. I mean, and we, we, we understand that when the Bible is talking about this darkness and what John is referring to here is like evil in the world, uh, and we've already established that that evilness is probably, uh, or not probably, but that evilness is real. We see it. Turn on the news, turn on whatever. Listen to your kids. I mean, you, you, you feel the evilness. My kids, I don't know, I think I need to do an exorcism on them sometimes. You all must have perfect kids. But we know that there's a struggle between light and dark, right? All right. So when he says this, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, there is a response to that. The Pharisees, and we understand the Pharisees being these religious people, you don't know any religious people in your lives. I understand that. So just, just kind of just pretend with me or something. So you use what, 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 is that, what does Tony Evans say? Your sanctified imagination. Using your sanctified imagination. I can't even do the voice. He's got a, voice. He's got a little lisp too, but that's all right. We love, we love the kingdom man, Tony, right? So the Pharisees, the religious people, said to him, him being Jesus, you are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. So when he says, I'm the light of the world, they're saying, well, you're, you're not telling the truth. You can say whatever you want to say about yourself. It's not true. It's essentially what they're, what, what they're saying. They're, 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 t- they're taking my, my children's um, perspective here that, uh, that they can say whatever they want to say, but just, you know, just because you say it doesn't make it true, right? They're pointing that out to Jesus. Jesus, you're just saying words. You can't bear witness about yourself. You can say whatever you want about yourself. No one else is going to uh, validate what you're saying, is basically what, what, what the Pharisees are saying here. And Jesus answered, even if I do bear witness about myself. So he doesn't deny that. I love this, how he says. Like, I, he doesn't like, deny that he's bearing witness about himself. And for those of you who don't understand what it means to bear witness, like he's telling about himself. Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet, even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is, I, it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. So let me clear up something real quick. Jesus here did not, said that he, or did not say that he did not come to judge the world. 
what he, he said is like, I'm not judging anybody in my statement that I'm saying right here. But if I was, because I, I have that ability and I have that authority to do that, it wouldn't just be me saying it. He said it'd be I and the Father who would be testifying. He goes into verse 17, In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself. And the Father who sent me bears witness about me. So again, he, he's saying that it's not just me who's saying this. The Father who sent me bear, is bearing witness about me as well. And look at their response. And they said to him, who's your daddy? <laughs> right? Yours doesn't say that. Where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasurer as he taught in the temple. It's going to be important here. But no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. So they, they say, like, okay, you're bearing witness about yourself. And who's this daddy of yours that you keep talking about? He's like, you don't know. And basically he's saying, you are spiritually blind. Your eyes are blind. You cannot see. There is darkness that has covered your face. Verse 21 so Jesus said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jew says, will he kill himself since he says, where I am going, you cannot come? He said to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Now, this is one of those, those passages, and Kurt and I were talking about this a little bit, in the sense that if we have a fruity, flowery picture of Jesus and always being the kumbaya, saying the pleasant words in the soothing voice so that everybody can come to know. Now, if we have that... If we have that kind of a uh, 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 picture and the mindset, and um, uh, we, we paint Jesus in that tapestry, we, we miss things like this. He's very clear. He lo is looking at these religious people who, would, it, it, by everybody's standards, would be like, if anybody's going to heaven, these guys are. Like, they got t shirts and everything that says, I'm going to heaven. So they, they, they've got it down pat. So everybody would say, well, but the Pharisees, they've got, they, they know the law. They're the protectors of the law. They know the law inside. And out there, they're the ones that God loves. And, and Jesus is looking at him and says, you're, you're going to die in your sins. Yeah, you know the law. And he even it refers to it. You know the law. But the law is not what's going to save you. He says, you know this, 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 this law, but... You are going to, because you're so focused on that, you are going to die in your sins. That is not a flowery Jesus. That is, like, I would like to say, that is a in-your-face Jesus, right? That is the, the Jesus whom I serve, and I know that we, we look, and he's, he's the one that's coming back with the sword coming out of his mouth, and I always say it because I think it's awesome that he's coming back, he's going to be muscle-bound and a big tattoo on his leg, and he's coming back to enforce judgment. On, on, on everything, I mean, like he's—I mean, the Rock ain't got nothing on him, right? <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne, but he ain't got nothing. I mean, and so what we have to understand is Jesus says some really tough things. So remember, madman or Messiah, be thinking about this. He's looking at these guys, 
And I'm sure that they're thinking, dude's a madman. We're not going to die in our sins. You don't even know who we are. Let's go on. So they said to him, and, and, and we kind of lose this in, in translation, I think. They said to him, well, who are you? It's not a who are you. It's like, who do you think you are? Jesus is looking at like, or I'm sorry, the Pharisees are looking at Jesus and saying like, who do you think you are saying these kinds of things? Jesus said to them, just what I've been telling you from the beginning. I, I, and I think that there is, if there was some type of, of, uh, of uh, parentheses or anything here, there would be a chuckle. Jesus would have a chuckle in his laugh. In his last laugh. <laughs> Man, I got this. I'm thinking of Tony Evans there again. Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I don't know what else to do. I'm telling you this. I have much to say to you, or much to say about you, and much to judge but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. So he's saying that, 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 that he, he's just declaring, he's just doing what he's told. And we're going to see that here in a second. But it says in 27, they did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So that they had no idea. That's why I said that there was a, this blindness in front of them, this spiritual blindness. They could not understand that he was talking about God the Father. I mean, even when he was saying, like, you're going to seek me after me and you're going to die in your sins, it still didn't register. Why didn't it register? Because they were good religious folk. We're going to heaven. They thought that they were impervious to every, that's the right word, right? They could, impenetrable. Not, nothing could get to them because I am a good religious person. No, they, they're, they're, they're so blinded by their religion that they're not being able to hear, not, not seeing what Jesus is saying here. This is important because, remember, he says, I am the light of the world. What does light do? It reveals things, Right? It, it, it makes things that, that, that you can't see. You can see them. If we were to turn off all the lights right now, you would probably, and I said, I don't know, fire, and everybody would be running over, tripping over chairs, right? But because of the light, we can see, and this is a, a good picture. Like, they couldn't see even though the light was right there in front of them. Why? Because they were blinded by their own self-righteousness and their own religion. Here he goes on to say, so Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. Uh, uh, let, let that sink in for a second. Think about that. Everything that Jesus said, the Father taught him, told him to say that. He was, and this is not because Jesus was ignorant. What we have to understand is Jesus was submitting to the will of the Father, and he was doing exactly what he wanted uh, uh, Jesus, or he was doing exactly what the, what the Father wanted him to do, in word, in deed, in everything. That's why we can look to Jesus and look at him as the perfect example, the example in which we are to live, because he lived in full submission to the Father. And it says there that when you have lifted up the Son of Man, when it talks about, when the Bible talks about lifting up the Son of Man, he's talking about the cross. He's talking about, he's, he's foreshadowing what's going to take place on the cross because they're going to lift him up, they're going to crucify him. And there's even, uh, in, in the Gospels, it talks about the account of the, the, uh, the Roman centurion, the guard that was there by Jesus. And when, he, when Jesus died, he looked at him and said, surely this is the Son of God. And, and there's this moment like, you know what that means really? Oh, snap. 
we, 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 well, something, something just happened. Something, something big. And that's what he's saying here. When you've lifted up the Son of Man, you, then you will know that I am he, and I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. And, he was, and as he was saying these things, many believed. I, I, I love this because even some of the most religious people, their eyes were open at this point, like, wait a second, maybe I've, maybe I've got it wrong. You have never encountered somebody like that in your life, right? Has, probably like, no, I've never encountered anybody that said they've done something wrong. I, I have to do that all the time, right? Shannon reminds me of that. But it, it's understanding, like, maybe I was wrong and there is something that is right, right? Maybe I was wrong about this. And, and, and the Pharisees, or, or some of them, it says here, some of the religious people, their, their eyes were open, and it says that they believed. I love this because this is, this is where you can even, um, if you have someone that is the most religious person that you've ever met in your life, but they are religious and they have no relationship with Jesus, even they have hope. And that's what's being revealed here. That some of these religious people, that they, that they would hide behind all of their religiosity and this, this, their garb, that, 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 that they had this moment where the light of the world was standing in front of them and they had to respond, and they respond with belief instead of, nah, I'm good. I, I, I think that this is, is also important where it says that uh, when Jesus says that he who sent me is with me, he has not left me alone. When Jesus says that, that, that he is uh, that, that the Father is with him, and he says earlier on that I've come into the world uh, to bring light into the world, and whoever follows after me will never walk, will, will no longer walk in darkness. Well, the reason I'm walking in darkness is because the Father is with us always. And I love this picture here because this this contrast between um, uh, light and, and dark is is what really what we really need to start to to form our understanding of what it means to um, fellowship with God and to follow after Jesus because I think too often what we do is we fall into pharisaical um, uh, mode where it's all about right and wrong I don't know why I'm standing in this particular pot, spot here but it, we, we fall into this like it's it's about doing what's right and not doing what's wrong well, the Pharisees had that down pat. They had the law, and they were able to say, I'm, okay, I'm not doing that, but I am doing this. But Jesus says it's not, it's not merely about doing what's right and what's wrong. It's about walking in the light and not walking in the darkness. And, and, and the, the concept that I want us to, to, uh, to, 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 to hear and to grab hold of and start to develop in our mind is let's get out of, of the, the focus on what's right and what's wrong, and let's focus on being in the light. Because I, I fully believe this. My buddy and I were, were, were talking this week. And, and as we were talking, we were, we were discussing um, the, the, this, this really, it's a, a concept we have to wrap our mind around. That too many times we, have, that, that we encounter people that um, are, are doing the right things, but they're doing it with the wrong motives. And when we look at our Christian life, what we try to do is we try to boil things down to right and wrong. And, and what we have is like, well, this is what I'm doing right, and I'm not doing this, but there's no heart transformation that's taking place. There, there, there's nothing. So, so what happens is uh, wrong can overtake right. And, and, and anybody in here um, who has had, ever, ever had any kind of mishap or situation or have a life just happen to you, 
You know that you can do the wrong things and it can overtake what is right. You can make some stupid mistakes, right? Well, understand that if, we, if our whole Christian walk was based upon the, the measure of right and wrong, we would be in the, 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 this fickleness, the, 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 this, this fluctuation going back and forth, like, well, what am I going to do? I'm just like, I'm like Gumby, or I'm like Jello. I'm all over the, the, the place. But well, if we look at what Jesus says here, and he says, whoever follows after me, look, at, look back to 12, whoever follows me will, will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It does not say whoever follows after me will always do what's right. Any of your translations say that? No, it says whoever falls after me will not walk in darkness, will have the light of life. He, he says there's a relationship that, it, that it is taking place here. This relationship is not about doing what's right and wrong because if we can do what's right and we cannot do what's wrong, and that's called behavior modification. That is not what we are about. That is not what God is about. Just changing the way in which you act. Like, okay, as long as you act a certain way around certain people, all is good. No, he's saying that we are no longer to walk in the dark. We are to walk in the light. And I'll tell you what, it is a scary place for some of us to walk in the light. Because what happens in the light? Everything is, is revealed. Everything is seen. The light reveals things. Because darkness, hear this, the darkness is absence of light. And if Jesus says, I am the light of the world, which here, this is a side note, and and this is a geek moment, so forgive me, but I'm going to do it. When we hear Jesus say, I am the light of the world, we can get a good, like, oh, yeah, like he's here to shine, and he's here to illuminate and, and, and dispel the darkness, and we can get... Some, I mean, maybe we get excited, or maybe we just have a peace, like, oh, okay, yeah. But if we go back, I've told you the content of what Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But if I give you the context in which he said this, me, when I learned this, it kind of it blew my mind, because it takes, it, it, it takes um, uh, the, the, the picture and focusing on Jesus, like right here, and it explodes it and look at, looks at, look at, it looks at everything else around it, and like, Wow, that was, that, that was a big statement when we were looking at it in focus. But when we pan out and we look at this big picture, what it is that he's saying, you can't wrap your mind around what was going on. And I say that because if, if you understand that Jesus, as he's saying this, this was during the Feast of Tabernacles. And understand what the Feast of Tabernacles was. I mean, and that's a whole in and of itself discussion itself. But I'll kind of summarize it. It was a feast where the Jewish people they would act like they're homeless, like some of y'all do at camping, right? They would make these tents. I don't understand camping. I'm sorry, but they would make these tents, and they would live in these tents for a week. But while they're doing it, what they were doing, they were remembering the time in the wilderness. They were remembering being uh, freed from bondage, from slavery, from uh, Egypt. And so they would spend these times in the, these tents. And there would be these, these, these festivities that were going on in the temple. And on the last night uh, in particular, when, when this all took place, there was something that the, 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 um, the, the men of the, uh, of the people would, would take old rags and stuff, and they'd make torches, and they'd be dancing, 
There is dancing in the Bible. Wow, right? Um, They'd be dancing and they'd be worshiping God. But it wasn't just they were doing that. What you have to understand is there were these huge torches. And and, and the way in which I think I can best communicate, they're like Olympic torches. You've seen the big Olympic torches? There were four of these huge, gigantic Olympic-sized torches that took cords and cords of wood to, uh, to keep them uh, lit and, and gallons and gallons of oil to, to burn them so they would illuminate the whole mountain, the whole temple mount. There's four of these that are there. So and, and, and when, when Jesus comes in, now, now think about this, they're dancing and they're praising God and they're worshiping Him because these torches, what they signified was when uh, the children of, of Israel came out of Egypt, it says that they were, uh, they were led by God by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you don't believe me, look at, at Exodus 13, and 20, I think 21 and 22. But it says that they were led by God by this, cloud, this pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So when they were, were, were remembering this during this feast, they had this mindset that God led them in the wilderness. Understand wilderness, the darkness. God led them in the wilderness by this gigantic pillar of fire. And, and that's what, what these torches were signifying here. And that's what, what, what these guys, the, the men who were dancing around with the torches, they were signifying that God led us in the wilderness by this huge pillar of fire. And then Jesus stands up and says, I am the light of the world. Let, let that, let that sink in. So, so think about this. Everybody's there. This is not like our small gathering here, like the church coming together. You have tens of thousands of people who have come for one purpose here to the temple, this temple mount, to worship God. And Jesus stands up amidst them and says, I am God. Puts a whole new spin on when, he, when you're talking about the light of the world, right? So he's standing, and, and, and maybe, maybe you're just like all are shocked. You're like, I never thought of that. Well, I, I don't know, or maybe you're like, I, don't, I think you're nuts. I am a little bit of both. Here, so think about this. Big torch. Jesus is standing underneath it saying like, okay, you're remembering, this whole thing that you're remembering here, the pillar of fire, that was this guy. That was this guy. I'm the one who led the children of Israel out of bondage. I'm the one who led them into the wilderness. That's why Jesus can say here in, in verse 12 that I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows, or whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He will have the light of life. He's, and this is why I, 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 I'm pressing into this, this point of following Jesus. Some of us would think, well, yeah, we've got to follow Jesus. Well, that's kind of a dumb point, Lee. We all know that. I mean, it's like a mute point. No, no, no. We have to, but we have to understand what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus is saying, I'm the light of the world, and the light reveals things. When things are revealed, this is the, this is the hard part here, people. And I know, curl your toes in a little bit. When Jesus reveals things in our lives that we need to do something about those things being sins, we have to respond. Because if we're saying, I'm following Jesus, I'm, following, I'm walking in the light, as He is in the light. We're going to sing that song at the, at the end here. So if I'm walking in the light. Well, wait a second. You can't, that, that, you can't not, not that area, God. No, leave that area alone over there. No, the, the light, it says that we'll no longer walk in the darkness. 
I, I, I like to, to think of, of following Jesus as most of us um, probably, you'll chuckle in your mind if not out loud. Following Jesus is like following a diet. I don't think, I don't know, maybe you, you, you are smarter than me, but um, you are, Some, most of you are. But anyhow, um, no one in here is going to say like, yeah, diet's a bad thing. No, everybody in here is going to agree, yeah, a diet's a really good thing. You should have a diet. Like, yeah, my diet sucks right now. I need to have a better diet. Uh, whatever. So you, you'll, you'll say, like, you'll all agree that a diet is a good thing. I'm not going to ask for hands, so just breathe, breathe a sigh of relief. But how many of you all follow it? I, I, even if we were, were raising hand, I wouldn't be able to raise mine, right? Yeah, a diet is a good thing. And you believe that a diet is a good thing, but you're not following it. You don't follow it. I, and I, I, that's why I'm gonna, I, I will say this, and this is the, the tough truth, that I, I believe that you all believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But the question is, are you acting like that? Remember last week we talked about the canvas of our life? Is our, the picture that we're painting with our life displaying Jesus as a madman or Jesus as a Messiah? doesn't mean we have to be Jesus freaks and then just be all weird and stuff. No, but that, 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 what, that, what that means, though, is that like, if we're going to say that a diet is a good thing, we'll follow that because it must not be too good if you're not doing it, right? If Jesus is a good thing, let's follow him. I, I, I love helping people. I, I really, really, really do. I mean, I, I, sometimes people are like, well, you're hard to talk to. Well, I, I don't know what your problem is. And I tell Shannon to get over it all the time. But <laughs> no. But he, here's the, I, I really want to help people. And, and what, what happens, though, it's hard to help someone who doesn't want to do anything with the advice in which they have been given. Right? There is a term for that, and I don't think that I could probably say it without it being misconstrued. But I'm going to say it anyways. It's an ask hole. There's a K in there. All right? It took a second. Went, I felt the air go out of the room. No. If someone is saying, like, I need help, I need help, and you're giving them advice, they're asking, but it's an empty hole, and they're not taking any of that. Too many times we say to, 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 to Jesus, Jesus, help me. And he says, okay, look here, and look here. And you're like, I can't do that. You're being an asshole. That's what you're doing. It is funny, but you'll remember it, right? I, I think that, but you have to let, let that sink in and like, okay, but am I doing that to God? Am I saying to God, okay, I want you to shine in, I want you to be the light of my life, but don't reveal that. Or, 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 or don't, but if you say I've got to do this, I can't. No, see, that, that, that's where we, we fall into that. And, but following after Jesus is not looking at Jesus as saying, well, yeah, I believe in him. Because the Bible says that the, the demons believe and they shudder. It's not just believing in Jesus. It's acting upon that belief. And when we don't act upon that belief and bad things happen in our life, we can't say, well, God, where were you? Because he was there the whole time. Remember, it's not right and wrong. It's walking in the light. I want to look at, at 1 John, and this will be, I'll close it up here. Look at 1 John. Chapter 1. 
you've heard me say this a bunch of times. We went a whole series on this one. But I think when we're talking about um, uh, the Christian walk, we're talking about following Jesus, we're talking about, it's not about right and wrong as much as it is, it's about light and dark. He says here, the same one who wrote back here where we were just at, this is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, so, so look at this. If we're going to walk in the light, we can understand, and I, I believe this to be true, that, that there is going to be a sense of sensing what is right and what is wrong. That's not the objective. The objective is walking in the light and not walking in darkness. But light reveals right. As we walk in the light, that which is right will be revealed. So it doesn't leave it up to us to decide, is that right or is that wrong? It's up to us to choose to walk in the light. Look how he says how to walk in the light. You must be in fellowship with one another. Who are these one another's? He's talking to the church here. He's talking about brothers and sisters in Christ who are all jacked up, who don't have it all figured out, but who have said, I want to walk in the light. And who have committed themselves to walk with one another. So you think about it. Think, it, think of this as a, a, a candle. If I gave everybody a candle and we went outside at midnight and we lit one candle and had somebody stand there or start, try, try to walk through the woods with one candle, it wouldn't give off much light, right? But if every single person had a candle, it would give off a, a lot more light. We'd be able to see a lot more would be revealed, correct? That's what he's saying here. If we're going to walk in the light as he is in the light, as God is in the light, as Jesus is the light, We've got to have fellowship with one another. You know, that, that fellowship with one another is paramount. I'm not going to, to, to um, badger people by, well, you need to be in church. I, I fully believe that because it's part of fellowship. I, I love this Facebook Live thing, by the way. And it's cool that people that cannot be here because they're off distance, far away in Antarctica and stuff like that, they can't be here. So they can be here in, you know, in spirit, right? But we can't use something like this technology as an excuse, like, well, I don't really need to be at church on Sunday. You, you do, because you're missing out on the fellowship, and your involvement in that fellowship is vital. It says it right here, that if we walk in light as He is in light, we must have, we have fellowship with one another. No one was designed to do it on their own. Too many times I have this conversation with people that have um, either been, they've encountered a church, our church, whatever, or have been here or somewhere else, and they're, they're telling me about how all of this is going bad and everything. And I ask a question, or I already know the answer, that, okay, well, how, how are you in fellowship? Well, you know, I don't believe in going to church because, you know, it's a bunch of hypocrites there. Yeah, but I saw you in Walmart last week and there's no hypocrites there. <laughs> right? But when we think about this, we have the, there's, there, there are excuses like we can't be. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not badgering people here, but I think that they, we, I, I feel slighted. 100% honest. If I'm going to speak the truth with you, I feel slighted when people don't come to church because I'm missing out on them. 
I don't, I don't like, when I ask you if you missed church, like, how, you know, where were you last Sunday? It's not because I want to hold it over your head and I'm keeping a tally mark and I'm going to say, hey, God, they weren't here like four or five Sundays this, this year. No, it's like, I missed you. My, my wife and I, we had a, 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 a rough week this week. Not that, it was, she had a bunch of meetings and a, a lot of away time. There was a couple of days we didn't even see each other other than her snoring all night long, kept me up. Um, but whatever it is, what it is. I'll ask for forgiveness later. That's what everybody else does. Um, but you know, but there was a time like I, I, I missed her. I didn't, I didn't just say, where were you? No, I, I missed being with her. And I look at that as, as, as a church, as, as your pastor. I, there, there are times when I don't see people, I, I miss them. And maybe I do come across as, across as gruff and like, where were you? It's like, I missed you. That's why. Maybe I come up with a, uh, you know, a, a bouquet of flowers. Oh, where were you? It ain't going to happen, but think of that. It, <laughs> Envision that in your mind when, when I ask you that question. For, for, you know, I get Shannon flowers once in a while, and it's usually we go to Walmart and I take a picture of it and send it to her. <laughs> they don't die then, right? And then I have, I have documentation when I got the last flowers, right? But too, too often what we do is we, we skip out on fellowship and we don't think that it is a, good, it is a necessary thing. But what we have to understand is following after God, we're, we're in the light and we're, we're to live in the light as he is in the light. We're to walk in the light as he is in the light. And we are to have fellowship with one another. And we, we need that. We, we need that for, from, from one another. We, we need to understand that when, when he's, he's talking here in, in 1 John and when he's talking back there that this walk, this walk in which you're in, which I'm in, was not designed to be done alone. We, we need, I, I need, I, I was talking to, to, to Kurt last night, I was like, I, talking like, we, we need to be able to lean on one another along the way. If I go to lean on somebody and they're not there, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, fall down. I've fallen and I can't get up, right? But it, it, it's understanding, I'll get one of those bracelets like, 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 like Wayne's got, right? See? No, I don't want to borrow it. Not, no, not, not yet at least. Not yet, at least. But I understand that it's this, it's this walking in light. And when we walk in the light, we can see what's all around us. When Jesus was, was saying, I am the light of the world, and he was, he was talking about the pillar of fire, they were able to see what was before them because it was illuminated. 